Welcome to Occasionally Awesome, I'm Nick Youssef. You sound so soothing. Yeah. It was different. Welcome <laughs> to Occasionally Awesome. That was very. That was like NPR. The smooth sounds. And of... I'm Lakshmi Singh. Yeah. And I'm complicated name with lots of consonants. <laughs> That's everybody on I'm NPR. I'm Lena Totenberg. <laughs> yeah. Lena Totenberg. Lakshmi Singh's a tough one. That's a hard one. That's probably the weirdest one. There's another one where you don't know where the name starts and ends. <laughs> I literally they say it so fast. It's uh, uh, fuck. It's the traffic person. Oh, the one who says pack a snack. Uh, maybe when there's a lot of traffic, she goes, "It's a pack a snack," and she thinks she is hilarious for saying it. Um, I thought it was Neen Totenberg does traffic. No, it's uh, it starts with like a P or something. The most normal one name is Madeline Brand. That's right. just like you're just straightforward, easy to say. Bob Aram, pretty normal name too. Um, where are the fucking DJs? I was trying to find them. Um, they're not called DJs or they're whatever. Called voice delivery humans. Voice <laughs> delivery humans. Um, yeah, there's a lot of fucking where you're like, who? Where they only hire people that have <laughs> names. Can you imagine working at NPR? Oh yeah, it would be horrendous. Like when it comes to the holidays and you're writing Christmas cards, you're like, oh, "How do you spell?" You're just like online all day. Just the level of um, sensitivity environment at a place like that must be incredible. Oh yeah, like incredible. I would rather not. How the fuck do you fuck? Oh whatever. Um. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> What a great intro that we uh, we got off to. Um, you can listen to KCRW, by the way, on TuneIn Radio. Yeah, okay. Um, that's a, a cool app that you can listen to any radio station in the country or the world. Oh, really? I don't know about the world. But, yeah, most radio stations in the country, um, you can just listen to on there. It's pretty great. Huh. Yeah. So even ones here, because what's it called? Uh, KCSN 88.5 is a great one. Yeah. Sometimes the... Reception sucks in yeah. LA, but then you listen to it on there, and it streams through the internet. Okay, so then it sounds awesome. But that's a really good one because some yeah. people go like, "There's a great rock station in like you know fucking Kansas." I'm like, "Well, I'll just listen to it here in LA." My friend PJ told me about. I don't know if it's still there, but there was a station in in Northern California, kind of near Stockton, mm-hmm. that only played Bad Moon on the Rise 24 hours a day. Was some like pirate radio thing? Some rich dude bought a station and that literally only played that song. No way. Yep. Is that like an urban legend or is that a real thing? Don't know. My friend told me that it was real. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, you just changed that station if you felt like hearing that song. What? Yeah. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So this we haven't done one of these in a while, by the way. I, it's weird. I really thought we had. No, it's been four months. Huh. That's Fun. what it said. When I looked it up, um, this is a We Recommend Stuff episode. Right. We're trying to do these every like eight weeks, ten weeks, but it's been way longer than that. Huh. Um, the last time we did it, I think was fucking four months ago. And we, so if you haven't, just look up Nick, Nick and Kevin Recommend Stuff. Uh, the first one was six months ago, episode 112. And then I think the next one was episode like one. 20 something um bad podcasting when you're just like um and then you're quiet for a while <laughs> um anyway episode some whatever it was volume two of that 
So we just pick a few things that we're into or we like, and then we uh, we talk about them. Um, I guess I sort of started with TuneIn Radio, if you've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. Um, but that wasn't one of my, one of my things. But th- that is an app I always use. And sometimes I'm listening to KCRW in the car, and then I get out. And I'm like, fuck, I want to hear the end of that, but I don't want to sit in the car. So I just put put it on TuneIn Radio and put the phone up to my ear as I'm walking to wherever <laughs> I'm going. It's awesome. I love that app. And it's free. Um. But yeah, we are the ones that we came up with uh, for the first couple episodes. I like forgot, and then we like listened back and remembered what they were. Yeah, um, some of them were like kind of like concepts. Really? <laughs> well, you were like one of one of yours was like play a sport. Oh yeah, or was, get into sports. Yeah, get into sports. Yeah, and another one was like heavy metal. Yeah, which you haven't even gotten into. So you're recommending, I mean, but I'm thing. getting way closer. <laughs> Yeah. Look, I, it takes me. It takes me. I'm a slow person. It takes me time. No, no. But you're recommending a thing that people should get well, into. Well, a lot of times it's stuff. I, it's do. stuff I want to do. Right. That's what. Now like, tennis, you do. That was one of yours from the last one. Yeah. Um, and then board games. Yeah. Which are you still playing? Are you playing those a lot or no? That's not a me thing. That's a her thing. All uh, right. We used to play scat. We 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 were playing categories pretty regularly. Yeah, we haven't we haven't a little while. That's a fun one. Yeah. Um. So mine and the the first one was a book. How music got free? A book. Yeah. Uh, then I forgot the other two. You sent them to me. Bikes like affordable bikes. Something. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, And then a third. Oh, earphones. Yeah, those headphones. Um, affordable headphones. So yeah, there are things like that. If you want to hear about those in detail, look up. Those episodes. Um, you want to start with this first one? Okay. Um, it's this show on Netflix called Chef's Table. Oh, that's good. Dude, I saw a it's good. And by the way, I don't even like shows. I, I especially... I don't You don't tend, like TV shows? I tend to not watch TV shows. Like, the TV's on in my house... A lot while I'm working, mm-hmm. and I lately have been trying to find things to watch. Do you have cable? I thought you yes. got rid of cable. No, I have cable. Mm. So I've been trying to find things to watch. I don't have the most luck in the world. Uh, so far, I like a show about moonshiners. That's okay. Uh-huh. Last night, I watched something called Swamp People. It was okay. Yeah. But all they do is kill alligators. Yeah, which is not okay. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. If you eat them, I don't give shit. Whatever. Well, I thought... You were against the killing of... I don't... I'm not against hunting if you use the whole fucking animal and you're not, like, torturing it. Yeah. You just shoot an animal in the head and eat it and then sell the skin and use... You know, if it's... If most of the animals used for some sort of necessity or whatever and you do it in a... As humane in a way... I'm not against it in that way. Okay. I don't like... Like I don't think veal is necessary, <laughs> or like the fact that like the way they the way that food industries like raise chickens and stuff to where they never leave a box and shit. Yeah, like it's that it's the unnecessary cruelty that bothers me. But I don't, I don't know. I'm not like a, I don't know enough about diet and 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 things to be like no one should eat meat. Like I have no idea. I had alligator once. It's pretty good. I feel like maybe I have. It's pretty good. I've definitely owned a watch with like a crocodile strap, so I can't really talk shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so but yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not against hunting. It just, it's, it's the, it's the kind of, tr- it's trophy hunting that seems stupid to me. Yeah, 
And but I saw this thing where the, these people have figured out uh, to save elephants. They just take pink dye. They rub it on the tusks. It makes the ivory unsellable, and they don't kill them. That's a hoax. Is it? Yeah. Fuck. It's not a real thing. Is it? Yeah. I hate hoaxes. <laughs> Did you read into it at all when you saw that? Yeah, I read the post. It was. I didn't like read if this was a hoax. That's um, too bad. Um, so anyways, this show, <laughs> <laughs> Chef's Table, yeah. they're super into meat and fucking stuff. Hunting like, is what led to this show in a way. Literally. Um, yeah. I don't normally like cooking shows that much. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why. First of all, I can't cook at all. It yeah. tends to make me hungry. And usually you're, I'm looking at a kind of food I have no access to on any level. Oh, yeah. This food especially I have no access to at all. A lot of it's in other you know places that I don't live. I watched the first episode. I watched was this guy in uh, in New York, uh-huh. uh, who it, it was called like Blue Bluefin Farm or something like that. Uh-huh. And his whole thing was about like using specific ingredients. It's about like timed using of ingredients. So the menu's constantly changing based on what's happening. You know what's the best at the time, but. The thing that's cool about the show is it lo- it's shot really well. Most cooking yeah, yeah. shows kind of look the same. Yeah, this one's shot beautifully. It looks like a looks, fucking movie. Yeah, everything looks extra delicious. Yeah. And, and it important. makes them... Ex- <laughs> for, you, the thing you realize a lot, chefs are fucking egomaniacs. Chefs are crazy. <laughs> they are fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I watched, I've watched two episodes. The other one was a dude, that dude who lived in Patagonia. Uh, and a, he seems to not have a restaurant per se. I think he travels around and does these special events, right? With like small groups of people as his assistants, mm. and he'll like show up to where you are. He'll fly to you. You know, this is some incredibly crazy rich people shit. Yeah. So you like have this dude show up, but it is the episodes are long. You know, they're forty five minutes or whatever, and they vary in length. But um, I've they're. It's pretty fucking fascinating. Yeah, I've seen a couple. I, I liked them. It just apparently got renewed for a second, third, and fourth season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's apparently been doing great. Um, 16 episodes of the series divided into three seasons. So it's not going to be like crazy long seasons. Yeah. But, uh, they look hard to make. I mean, these aren't. they don't look like they were shot... In a day or two, these look like they were. They they probably shoot these guys for like a solid week. Yeah, they go all over the place, you know. So, I it, so far, I watched one when I was in. I watched a couple episodes when I was in New York, and it was like I was, I was like, this is fucking. Yeah, everyone who's that I know who's a like a foodie mm-hmm. or whatever fucking loves this show. Yeah, Lizzie, my friend, told me about yeah. it. She was super obsessed with it. Yeah. And I don't. I always. I'm pretty hesitant when it comes to stuff about chefs, just because it's all kind of like, a. It's in my head. I'm like, I'm never going to eat at this place, right? But one of the do, one of the episodes, he has a place in New York, and I was like, if I go, I think I'm going to go back in like three weeks, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll try to make a reservation there and like mm-hmm. eat there, and it'll cost a fortune. What's the place called? Fuck. I, I, it's not Blue Finn. It's Blue Something Farm. But it's in one of the episodes. Yeah, it's in one of the episodes. Okay. But he had it, it, there's he has a place in Manhattan that's blue something, and then he has a farm restaurant. You have to go out upstate New York to the farm. If you googled like Chef's Table with the name Blue, I bet you he'd pop up. Okay, yeah, but it, you know he just looked. His whole thing was about like sustainable farming and using ingredients that would make it 
that would change the way the kind of things farmers grow in a way that's like more sustainable because like i think the ingredients used in food for the most part they dictate farming so like corn farming is huge because we use so much corn in america but it also like you know it's all about like what it does to the ground and what it does to the soil and what it does to the land and what it does to the animals and all that shit Apparently, one of his inspirations was uh, Planet Earth because he wanted to do something that was like looked beautiful with like a cinematic quality. So he basically did what Planet Earth does with nature, yeah, but to food. But it really is so beautifully shot. You're just mm-hmm. like this food looks. I mean, it it's different than other cooking shows and or like food shows, and that the food looks good where you want to eat it, but other times it looks good where you just want to stare at it. It doesn't even yeah. make you hungry. Sometimes you're just like, yeah. wow. I didn't get hungry watching it. Like, if I watch Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, yeah, which you're like, I do. I want a 7x7 seven seven burger with, yeah. like, gravy fries. It's 1 like in the morning, shit. and I'm ravenous after seeing uh, Yeah, you're, like, like, searching Yelp for pizza or Chinese food or yeah, anything that'll awful. deliver. Yeah, This, I was just like... I want to travel. <laughs> it made me yeah. like, I would like to experience. <laughs> yeah, because it's all about like the landscape shot and stuff. It, it was pretty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it was one of those things that made you want to like be adventurous and optimistic and care about things. <laughs> so, yeah, I was impressed with that show. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. But, yeah, chefs are obnoxious. They are fucking crazy. <laughs> They're, I mean, the one guy who's like all about sustainable and fixing the earth or whatever, he's such an asshole to one of the guys working yeah. there. He's just like, what is this? Your station looks like fucking shit. Fucking clean it up. Fix it. No, throw that away. It's done. What's the, what's the difference? No, it's done. Start over. You're just like, Jesus, dude, relax. Yeah, they're nuts. Yeah. Um, Anthony Bourdain's book, by the way, is, is a great one about the life of a chef. He's kind of the gold standard now for TV chefs. Yeah, because he's actually like cool. I mean, he's crazy and, and whatever too. And he like had his book is awesome. It's so good. Uh, no reservations is what's called, or no, uh, like Kitchen Confidential. The, his show is No Reservations. So Kitchen Confidential is his book that launched his career. Right. But it's so good. There's like uh, a lot of crazy stories and stuff, and it's like his his rise into you know how he became like a star chef and like just stories about like working in restaurants in New York and, and all this stuff. But yeah, chefs are like crazy. They're egomaniacs and like they're incredibly like anal and, and, and just crazy about a lot of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, he seems like he's actually cool though. I've watched his show, the odd episode. I'm like, I'd definitely hang out with that dude for sure. Oh yeah. 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 He seems great. He's got like nine fucking shows. He's the best. At he has it for so sure. many. He's definitely the best at it. And they're all on Netflix. You like search his name in like seven different TV shows yeah. about him, travel, and food all show up. After watching those chef's tables, I was like, you could have a separate show where you just interview the women all these men have mistreated. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. oh, yeah, you like his soup? Okay, let me tell you what it's like when that guy comes over and yeah. fucks you and forgets your name and then walks out of your apartment. You're like, yeah. oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, my first one, I don't know where to start. I guess I'll start with a book. Um, I read this book called Reclaiming Conversation um, last year uh, at the end or whatever, somewhere last year. Uh, I'm looking up the author's name because I keep fucking forgetting it. Sherry Turkle. I knew it was Sherry something. So she wrote this book uh, called Reclaiming Conversation, The Power of Talk in a Digital Age, and it's pretty awesome. Um it's pretty self-explanatory from the title. 
um, we've gotten really like locked into uh, doing everything on the internet, on our phones, in apps, and just like taking our our personalities and putting them all online. And we've lost the ability to like communicate with each other in like real and meaningful ways. Is basically kind of what it's about. And they do like studies with you know adults, like older people, adults, like the millennial generation that's kind of in between all that, and then young people, which we have like uh, no real access to, so we don't know what the fuck they're yeah. doing and how they're handling technology. There's like a lot of stuff about that and how kids are losing the ability to like empathize and stuff because they're not communicating as much face to face and when they say things to each other or express opinions or like insult each other or bully each other and all that kind of stuff it's all done online and they're not experiencing hurting one another and knowing uh, what that's like and yeah. it's like really uh getting in their way of developing empathy skills and stuff that makes total and sense so a lot of the book goes, uh, you know, discusses why all of those things are important. Like you, you know, to to meet up with people and talk, or like what it's like to be alone and spend time with yourself and be comfortable with that, as opposed to like constantly being online. And what being online does, and how it like uh, is rewiring your brain. You know, where you think like being alone and thinking alone and forming my own opinions is a good way to know who you are. But a lot of people stop before that and then go online and post a thought on Facebook without thinking about it. And right. they, they get validation. Yeah. And then she goes into why that is not necessarily always good because you're not always forming your own opinion. You're sometimes just posting something that's in the zeitgeist, you know, and you're not really thinking like, is this really what I feel or am I posting what I should be feeling and getting validated from that? So everyone goes, yeah, he is on board with what we all think about Donald Trump or Kim Kardashian yeah. or Bernie Sanders or whatever it's going to be. Um, and and how we need to do that first before we just... Because she says, she says there's no problem with living an online life and having social media profiles. As long as you do that stuff in moderation and know who you are first and don't let you know lose yourself in these things, in like uh, just being online all day and... Uh, and giving into just, you know, using an app for everything, an app yeah. to like redefine or define yourself. So for some people, older ones, it's redefining, but for younger people, they are defining themselves in social media and online before they figure out who they are. Yeah. And that's kind of a problem. It's a fascinating book. I loved it. Um, but yeah, I think anyone who has those issues and those like conflicts, especially if you're around my age, because I was like, I grew up kind of before it and then during it, you know? So I remember being of an age in like my formative years where you were like hanging out with friends before all that kind of stuff. There was yeah. no social media, Facebook, MySpace, any of that shit. But then by like late teens, early 20s, there was a migration towards that kind of thing. And then by my early mid-20s, People were like spending a little bit more time on the internet. Social media didn't take off until I was in like like yeah, my it's really mid-20s and stuff, recent. But. If you think it's really the smartphone that did it. See, I mean, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, two thousand three or four is when Facebook got going. Okay, yeah, and then f- two thousand four five. I mean, MySpace was around. Yeah, like, I guess I never really was in yeah. chat rooms and stuff like that, so that wasn't the thing I knew about. <clears throat> when it got like 
I mean, what, what, when it got to where it is now was like after 2007, 8, 9, when yeah. everyone had a smartphone. Now it's like another another level. But I was reading an article yesterday about why J. Crew is going to eventually go out of business. Uh-huh. And it, you know, they can't compete with the, what's known as the fast fashion movement. And a lot of the reason the fast fashion movement is so popular is because kids, young people, don't actually really care about clothes as much anymore because... What they truly care about is just, um, you know, projecting an experience online. Right. So, like, any, like, they don't, if they can't, if they can't portray the experience or use it as a way to show themselves off on the internet, they just, it's, it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. So, like, in a weird way, clothing or, or, or like how a thing was made or quality, even though J. Crew's not like incredibly high quality clothing. Right. It's it's high quality enough or expensive enough to where it like doesn't matter to them. Yeah. It's it the idea of having something for any amount of time is it doesn't matter. Yeah, because no one I mean no one cares by that evening. Yeah. Like the thing you are doing or posting about, like people are like, uh, yes, I've consumed it, what's next? Which is like problem as far as developing an identity goes because you need to have that before you are able to like say you know who you are and what you like and then go out into the world and form friendships and relationships and and like a life in the future you can't just always be changing your mind every time you open up your phone or your laptop and go what do i who am i today yeah like that's a serious problem as far as being a human being goes. You I know? think that's why that stuff is that, that clothing's popular because you can decide who you want. You can change who you <clears> want <throat> to be at any given point and a right. new, having that new look is going to cost you 300 total dollars for four outfits. The fast fashion thing was a combination of that and and people being broke during during the recession. Yeah, H&M, which is why yeah. Americana became a huge trend because it was all like um, clothing that has never gone out of style. So like, you know, denim and a leather jacket and like, you know, white t-shirts and boots. Like those yeah. are things that last forever. You can buy them, wear them all the time. They'll never go out of style. Yeah. And then the fast fashion thing took off because people were like, well, we can just make cheap, shitty clothes yeah. every two months. Yeah. And then sell them to these kids and they don't have to go spend $500 on a leather jacket when they can just buy $40 ones twice a year for school and then look cooler. Yeah. And then everyone just kind of got used to that. And it works better for Instagram. Yeah. If every four weeks you're posting like new outfits and then combinations, it looks like you have clothes for the rest of time. Yeah. And it like, so a lot of younger people too go use like, they don't go to like uh, magazines that go like, here's what's in style for a season. They like high schoolers and things like that. They go to Pinterest because they follow people on there who are always doing like combinations of different things and posting photos on their profiles. They go like, today I'm wearing like black and white polka dots with a yellow jacket and then Mm -hmm. these shoes. And then the next day it's I'm wearing this and that and this and that. So they go to get like interesting color combinations and how to use all the different cheap shit that you have to make cool looking outfits. So they're not worried about like, well, who made that? They just go like cool color palette or cool use of all these things you got from H&M and Zara and whatever. And then they use that as like a template to like put their own shit together and then post it to their own like Pinterest or, or Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bizarre. Isn't it going to be weird when J crew is not a thing anymore? That would suck. I it's, love J crew. 
Well, buy it while you can. It's going away. Unless they adapt, they'll probably just adapt. Dude, I was read that the article was like J- the way J Crew is as a business, they just can't. Jeez. Like the the amount of money, there was a part of it where like a, uh, an equity firm had a stake in J Crew and they sold their equity in it. No way. Because they they had it at one point been worth 780 million dollars. Right. And it was currently worth $78 million. Damn. Like, they're shitting the bed so hard. Like, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. Because you don't go into a J. Crew and you feel like, oh, God, these guys are having trouble. Yeah. They've been losing a kind of money every year that is shocking. I wonder, though, if, I mean, the fast fashion thing, like most fashion, is cyclical. Like, it could... It could go away in a couple of years. If I wonder, though, if ch- it's it's hard to imagine, though, cheap people are always young. People are always going to want cheap clothes. Yeah. Until, though, they're told that they don't. Yeah. Until people go cheaps out. This is in. I, I mean, because for a while, if you told people like if you were telling fashionable people like, hey, you're not going to want well-made designer clothes, they'd go, no, that's. That's the the pinnacle of fashion is to get the best made stuff by the best designers. Yeah. If you told people like you're not going to care about that, you're going to want cheap, shitty twenty four dollar jackets that you're not even going to wear. People would go, "That's crazy. Why would I want that?" But yeah. now it's you know we're we're on the opposite end of that spectrum, and then it'll just go back the other way. That's how. I just wonder. If the, I think the mo- getting into quality stuff is just an age thing. Like, as you get older, you're like, that shirt sucks. I mean, yeah, no, because for a while, like, there were young people who were dying to have, like, Gucci and Prada and Louis Vuitton stuff. And you're like, you have no business even knowing what the fuck that means. Yeah. But they're, like, asking for it for their birthdays, and they're, like, 20. I wonder. You know? I think it just is, like... The Gap and J. Crew are in trouble. Which sucks. I just wonder if they'll have just, like, way less stores. Yeah, that'll be the first thing they do. They'll just shut down a bunch of stores and just move a lot of shit, you know, online. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it would suck. But anyway, um, I really I really recommend this book to anyone that, like, is in the middle of that conflict where you're like, do I spend too much time online? What's it doing to my identity? Um Am I two different people online? What, you know, should I? Because a lot of people go, I'm going to get off the internet altogether. I'm deactivating all my social media. And she even says, like, that's not the answer. The, yeah, you, no. There's no going back. You can't just, like, say, I don't have social media anymore. If for, even for most, you know, normal people that don't work in, like, entertainment or whatever that need that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you, ha- you have Facebook and Instagram to like, keep up with relatives and, like, that everyone else is doing yeah. it. So you do it to, like, you know, to a degree... And um, like there's smart ways to use it to like supplement your life as opposed to like making it your your identity before you know what your actual like human identity is. Um, but yeah, I loved it. It's a great book. Uh, Reclaiming Conversation by Sherry Turkle. Um, and it's on obviously on Kindle. Um, my next one, I'm going to recommend... Cleaning out your garage. <laughs> Something you <laughs> just did yesterday. Two days ago. And you're like, God, that felt good. Everyone needs to know. Well, it does feel good to clean out. First of all, I was shocked and horrified. What if you don't have a garage? Let's stop there. Yeah, yeah. Not everyone has a garage. Clean so, out your, what? you know, everyone has like kind of a storage space catch-all 
fucking closet right. full of shit. You could fold, since it is March, you could fold this all into take this year to actually do spring cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Because most people go, I'm going to do that, and then they never do. Yeah. Those people are me. <laughs> <laughs> but so I went through the garage. Me and the lady, it took two and a half hours. That's it? Yeah. I was, and when you look at the pile of yeah. stuff. But to be honest, you just uh, threw everything away. The thing was, fucking none of it was worth keeping. That was what was so surprising to me, is the amount of worthless shit I'd accumulated. And I start, I just was wondering, like, why at any point did I think I needed to not throw this away? And it, a lot of it was like, like, just like what you describe as e-waste like a power strip or like yeah like old dvds or old vhs tapes or like papers and shit and like just tons and tons and tons of stuff uh-huh. that i've I, it's taken i guess roughly eight years to accumulate that giant pile in the that you now see in the driveway that's not bad for eight years yeah i guess but like you saw the garage now. It's this big, huge, <laughs> yeah. open space that just feels like potential. <laughs> right. Like, especially for me. You have now a whole nother room that you yeah, can use. Yeah, I walked in there. Like, as soon as it was empty, I was like, it reminded me of what it was like when I bought the house. I was like, this garage rules. I'm going to make so much dope shit in here. But after a while, <laughs> yeah. there was so much fucking clutter in there that I didn't want to work in there anymore because I had to go in there. I'd sit down to work. There'd be a thing in the way. I'd have to move it. I couldn't find the lamp or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Just there was so much stuff in the way of what I was trying to do in there. Whereas as soon as it was empty, I was like, I could do anything in here. <laughs> yeah. I could put a, I could put a mini ramp in this <laughs> garage. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just feel, it made me feel, and now I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to do the junk drawer. I'm going to do the closet in there. Like I just have, so I I don't know I'm a, I am spring cleaning a, I'm a hoarder a but I'm also just an accumulator that's an exaggeration you're not a hoarder I dude I keep if that what you have back there is eight years that's not a lot of shit Hoarders I'm not a keep, hoarder hoarder yeah but like I keep tons of shit I don't need I mean clothing wise I have way too much clothing yeah like you got to do that one next I, I I do it with the clothing thing I do it like once a month in small bursts. Yeah. Like, I get rid of, like, three T-shirts here, like, a pair of pants here, stuff like that. Yeah. Because doing it all at once, the problem with fucking the clothing thing is I do need some clothing I don't wear on a regular basis for, like, auditions. Yeah, Even yeah. though I don't like that clothing, I need young dad and young, like, uh, high school teacher clothes all I tell the time. myself that, too, but then it, I always, it always turns out I only need one of those shirts. Well, like... Not three or four. Uh, my I have a one sweater vest and it was accidentally washed and shrunk so I couldn't like yeah. it was just a slightly too tight and I was like that sweater vest has probably gotten me 11 jobs yeah and like now I have to go buy a new another one not because I want to wear it but because I need a sweater vest to yeah. look like an idealistic English teacher once every two months right 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 <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like not owning an Oxford button down. It's like, I need that. Yeah, you have to have that. I have to have an Oxford button down. Yeah. I have to have a tie. I have to have gray slacks. Yeah. I have to have dress shoes. Like, it's shit I don't ever wear. Yeah. But I need it in my <laughs> stupid closet. <laughs> yeah. But I, that, I mean, just, I let, and I've been just walking into the garage. Just standing there. Just spreading like, your it's arms. so huge. Yeah. yeah. And once those junk guys come to take that shit away, it is going to be epic. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, 
Get rid of a bunch of shit. The, so, and the, first of all, not even you don't have to do like the if you haven't touched it in six months rule. But like if you start going to your stuff, you'll be like, what the fuck is he? Yeah. Like, when was the last time I used this? And then honestly look at something and go, when in the next six months, not even did I use it the last six months, when in the next six months am I realistically going to use this thing? There was a zip drive in the garage. Yeah. Zip disks, they, <laughs> they max out. At like twenty five megabytes, like what the fuck was like the VHS tapes of like old acting reels, stuff that has been digitized for close to a decade. Right, I still had in there. They, yeah, it was just like old magazines, yeah. old just eh, so much crap. Yeah, I did that one a couple of years ago where I just had a bunch of old magazines because yeah. I had subscribed to whatever Wired or fucking yeah. GQ or something, and I go, I don't need. This, what is in here? What is in these magazines that I need to fucking save? I have two copies of every magazine I've ever done an illustration for, and holy shit, like, I should just rip the pages out. Yeah, well, I mean, that may be a little different because you did something in the magazine. I'm just saying magazines. That's the thing I have a tough time with. Like, some in the book, there's a bookcase in the garage, and, and, and uh, she would be like, Why do you have four copies of this? I'd be like, I'm, I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, they interviewed me, I don't keep it. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, I wanted to give one to someone. She's like, why do you have nine copies of a New York Times magazine? I'm like, because I, I drew something in it. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, and to me, I'm like, I, I don't want to get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saved two. Yeah. One for you and one if someone ever wants one. No one will ever want one. At this point, yeah. I feel like when it just came out, you're like, I got to get four because what if my friends want one? I would have to, like, I will have to have kids to justify keeping anything like that. Yeah. They're the only ones that could, in theory, be interested in that shit. You wonder what people's like, like collections of things are going to be like in the next ten years. Because even like take like a bookshelf or a bookcase or whatever. I mean, everyone gets eBooks. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, but you know more and more. Yeah, I mean, I don't buy eBooks, but I most people do. Yeah, you know. I mean, the last like forty books I read. Oh, really? Were on a Kindle. Yeah. I mean, 40 books takes up a lot of fucking space. Dude, books are... Now that space is like I ha- I would have had to have gotten another bookshelf. Yeah. I love Which having, I never had to do. I love having books, but as a thing that you sometimes have to move, they're the worst. Yeah, that you never look forward to because you're like, I got to fucking take them all out, put them in a bunch of heavy boxes. Yeah. And then you got to move the goddamn shelf. Yeah. But now I don't have a now I don't have a second bookshelf and forty more fucking books to put in a box. Yeah. Next time I move, but but that goes for books, DVDs, uh, music. Yeah. I mean, those are three things that you collect a lot of, and yeah. they weigh a lot. Yeah. And now, like the average garage cleaning or spring cleaning thing, is that much less shit you got to fucking get rid of. I was watching this. There's a show called Flip or Flop. Yeah. And it's like uh, house slippers or whatever. Right. And when they would go into some of these old homes that needed tons and tons of work, you would just see like the era where the person stopped changing their home and cleaning stuff out. You're like, oh, that person like got they probably were in their 50s in the 70s. Yeah. So they were like, I'm done fucking with this place. Who cares? The house is paid off. It doesn't matter. It needs so much work that it doesn't matter what I do to it anyways. I'm not going to... Unless I'm going to tear it down and redo the whole thing. Yeah. So they just left it in that era. And you're like... We have all this stuff thinking it's going to be like cool forever. But I don't. if someone bought my house now, they'd change almost all of it. Because they'd just be like... They just want it to be different. They'd want uh-huh. it to be like their shit. 
Right. The nothing, there, very few things are actually classic. Most thing changes just for the sake of change. You need change to justify making shit. Well, I mean, the change is also what makes the thing classic, though. Yes, but it, but like, especially when I notice it just when I watch, when I've watched shows about home decorating, uh-huh. there are like there aren't many things in homes that stay classic forever. As far as like the design, yeah, the design you have like, or they're just of a style. Like you can love a Victorian style home, but that's like very specific. Yeah, the actual home would have to be it would have to predate you by generations in order for you to be like, well, we can't change it. But if it's a modern home, those are meant to always be redesigned. Like you, you live in your home and you go, it feels stale. Let's refresh it. Yeah, that's what's very popular right now is really modern home construction because it's easy to do. It looks clean and new. Yeah, it's minimal. You can change a few things and it'll look very different. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never really liked the whole minimal, super minimal home thing. It doesn't feel comfortable. It never looks or feels lived in. You got to decorate it the right way to make it feel comfortable, yeah. It almost feels like you're in a fucking hotel all the time. Yeah, it does. I hate when I'm in a house and it feels like a hotel. Like, I dated someone who lived in a loft, Mm -hmm. and it was like a lot of fucking, you know, metal in the ceiling and you know it was all like open ceilings and you could see all the yeah. pipes and you know your average average loft and like stone floors and it was just very minimally decorated and it was like pretty comfortable but not like a, uh an apartment that felt like it had been lived in for a while yeah you know it's just i don't know there's something about it that never i could never i don't think i could ever do that i like industrial stuff but I, yeah I, if i had to pick it it was the same amount of money yeah. I'd pick like a Spanish style house any day. Yeah. Like the industrial thing looks cool. Like I'd hang out in a place like that, go to a party where that was a cool like environment to be in. But living in one never has ever appealed to me. Like they yeah. look super cool. Yeah. But especially like a lot when there's no bedroom door. I don't like that. Like thing. I like the separation of. Yeah, I don't like that shit. Yeah, it's, it's always been like a little odd to me. But they look fucking cool. Um,. I guess those are places, too, where you can't ever get too cluttered because it's not like your average home is like a million cabinets in a garage, you know, yeah. like like places like lofts are very minimally decorated. Like there's not you can't put anything anywhere anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, cleaning like gets I got to read that book on clutter, on decluttering your life. Talking about that. that every yeah, everyone's talking about yeah. it. I think I'll read that this week since I have so much time to kill. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, I can't remember what it's called. There's a few of them out now. Like yeah. the decluttering will fucking fix every problem in your life philosophy. And you're like, will it for two will months it? until the next thing? Will it? Uh, um, all right. My next thing is actually still book related. Nerd. It's called, it's an app um, called Goodreads. It's also a website. So you can like, sign up on there too um so goodreads is basically um it uses it's there's social media functions so you can like follow your friends and recommend books but it's a great yeah it's a great place to like upload your your library of books that you've read not like upload actually the whole book but you search the books and like add them to your library so you know what you've read you can have a to read want to read section so you can search books and have them there. So I started using it when I was 
someone told me about it and I was like, yeah, I'll check that out. And then I was having a conversation like a couple days later with someone who recommended a couple books to me and then I was going to write them down and I was like, oh, I can just add them to my want to read list on Goodreads. And then I actually fucking remembered the books. <laughs> I remembered like – because I didn't have to think where the hell did I write this down. Yeah, yeah. And the descriptions are there and you know all, all that stuff. So it kind of makes – and then you can like link it to Amazon and you can just go straight to the store and link it to your Kindle. There's a Goodread icon in your Kindle so you can like go update where you are in your book or what you've read it, how, how you've rated it, all, all that kind of stuff. So it's all um, – it's like LinkedIn to all those things, which is pretty great. Um, but yeah, so I have like certain friends of mine who read a lot. We always, because we're never sitting there fucking talking about, you know, what do you read right now? How was it? How is it so far? Right. But you can like kind of follow what they're doing, what they're reading and what they rated it and, and that kind of thing. Or or friends they follow and they have like kind of cool, cool tastes in, in, in books and stuff. Um it's been pretty great. Like I've discovered a lot of books. I've remembered to read a lot of books. And every once in a while you'll go through and you'll go, oh, I forgot about this one from five fucking months ago. Right. Because I read three others and it was recommended seven more. Um, <clears throat> so it's helped me kind of like – and then you can also do uh, reading challenges. They have this section where you can like come up with challenges for yourself for the year, like how many books uh, you want to read and blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's a pretty cool feature too. Um, I don't really use it as, as like a social media thing. Do people upload like little blurbs about why they liked it, like little reviews? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like if you click on a book, I'm going to click on one now. Um, there's like a whole, there's like a whole community. Mm. So let's see. I'll just click trending this week. There's like a homepage too. And it just says what books are trending. So there's a book called A Higher Call, An Incredible True Story of Combat and Chivalry in the War-Torn Skies of World War Two. Uh, it has an average rating of 4.27, 8,122 ratings, 1,000 reviews. And then you can just you can click book details and it gives you a description. It tells you all the community reviews and how many stars. And then it's just like a whole list of like user star ratings and how they felt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a very user-friendly app. Um, and you get a lot of information about the book, the cover uh in like full color so it's i mean because kindles are black and white but when you're looking at this on like your iphone app uh information about the author all that stuff um but yeah it's it's been great and then there's like a my book section which you can like you can see what you're reading and update your progress and like look at what you want to read there's a scan thing too so if you're in a bookstore and you're like oh i gotta remember that you can just use the scan feature and scan the barcode and it'll upload it right there and you add it to your like want to read thing, yeah. which is pretty cool. And then you buy it later on, on Amazon or on your Kindle, which always feels shitty when I'm in a bookstore and I'm like, I'm just gonna sneak. You feel like you're stealing right then and there, yeah. Even though you're not, um, but yeah, you can start groups too. You can like join groups. Uh, there's a best book best books list uh, you can check out, um, and then the reading challenge is cool too. Um, that's a, that's the first app I've heard of in a long time that actually sounds useful. Yeah, it's good. It's uh it's good as opposed to Snapchat. Right, which feels useless. That's uh, so many people. I mean, everyone's using it. Now, I th- everyone's using Snapchat. I thought Snapchat was uh hot as fuck and now it's not. <laughs> 
No, I think it's still the hottest as fuck one. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the hottest one, I think. <laughs> right, right. But then there's no there's none that have become new hotness. It's it's uh, it has yet. no competition. That list app wasn't hot. Uh, I don't think. I mean, that's still kind of like. How long does it take? I guess Snapchat didn't. It, Snapchat it was around a while. A while actually, yeah. you're right. And List app isn't even on Android yet, so oh, they're okay. they're still like they're still building their base. Yeah, I guess Snapchat. Now that I think of it, may have taken like it probably took like two or three years. Yeah, because it started off as a whole separate. It's not a separate. It started off as a different thing. People were like, "This is a hookup app. You could send uh, nude photos to people that disappear right away." So it only had a limited user base because there's only a certain segment of the population that wants an app like that to like send right. fucking dick pics and tit pics or whatever. But then it became. They started adding different features. Then it became more of like a social media tool. Then it started to become more popular. Now it is what it is now. When it first started. It didn't have all the messaging stuff and all the, all the different channels with like Comedy Central and all these right. different things using it. But then when it became more of a social media platform, it did, and there was more reason to use it and more you know ways to use it that weren't for like pervy reasons. Yeah, and then more people got on board, and now it's like it's enormous. I guess that makes sense. Snapchat yeah. and Instagram are like the two yeah biggest things because right. I thought the list app is a was a really good idea. It is, yeah, I like it. I'm a, I mean I'm. I, I'm going to start using it more because I mean Twitter's dead in the water. It's been dead in the water for a while. I just don't. I I, I don't see Twitter dying. It's just not going to grow a ton. It's just I I don't see going other places for the news. That's where. I mean, yeah, for that I guess. But as far as it being like a hot social media yeah, no, it's thing, not. it's it's not three years past its prime. No, yeah. there's no new users that use it. Yeah, no, it doesn't grow much at all. It doesn't grow at all at all. But it's weird. It is still a place where, like, a big news story breaks or something yeah, it's, happens. because it's instant. Yeah, and celebrity news comes out on it. Although celebrity news now will come out on Instagram. In the, at, they'll just do it at the same exact time. Right. But, like, celebrities and famous people still tweet, like, breaking news things or big announcements yeah. and things like that. Um. Yeah, and I mean that'll. I mean it'll still be, I guess, useful for that. But when less and less people check in, even even bother to go check Twitter first thing in the morning. Yeah, people will go. All right, well, our numbers are low. We're not getting as many favorites and retweets when we post breaking news here. Where are all the kids going? They're yeah. they're checking their Instagram. We'll fucking start one there and post there yeah, before I guess Twitter. If Snapchat does have the same thing that people can like follow news entities that in a weird way will probably overtake it. That would be where yeah. you could see Twitter actually dying. Well, it would be like Instagram or list because Snapchat goes away. Like they would want their breaking news thing to last like, you know, right for, for the day or whatever. So they would post like, cause list too, you can use for news almost in a better way than you can Twitter because there's no, the character limit isn't nearly as small. You can get into more detail, right, and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, once more people migrate to those, Twitter will just less and less people will be checking on on it, and then people like CNN or whoever are just going to have less and less reason to like make it their primary destination. You know? Yeah. But, I noticed that because now you could see how many people actually saw the thing you tweeted. Yeah. It's incredibly low. Yeah. Compared to the amount of followers you have. Yeah, no, I mean, just no one... It's like 10%. Yeah, 10% no of the people who who follow you see a thing you say, 
Yeah. And then there's the even tinier percentage that actually fave it. Like, think about the amount of conversations you even used to have about Twitter with other comics. And like, yeah, now you just don't. No it's one mentions. Are you tweeting a lot? Talking about retweets and favorites and the Fave Star app and all. No one ever talks about that. Yeah, stuff. I got a Rob Delaney retweet right yeah. last week. I think I got ten followers. Which yeah. In 2012, you would have gotten 150. No, I would have gotten 300 to 400 followers. Right. Like, easy. Yeah. Like, it would have been, I would have told people that happened. (laughs) I would have been like, hey, guys. No one asks how many followers you have. No, it's it's not a thing. It doesn't matter anymore. No, it doesn't. You know? And that's fine. That's the way it is. It's just another thing. I was thinking about that the way I was thinking about J. Crew. It's like, Sometimes things need to die. <clears throat> yeah, things just need to die. It's like it's like the forest. The trees need to burn down. Yeah, like, all all the time things need. to Yeah, die. things need to die so a, a different thing can take its place. That yeah. you know, it's not like because a different thing will take its place. Yeah, and it'll be fine. And like but we, you know, I mean, you didn't even really notice over the last year and a half how you and everyone else has just been slowly checking instagram more posting there more getting more attention there getting more likes having more conversations on there it's just been this thing that's slowly happening and then you go oh yeah i guess more people use that now yeah and then you start thinking like oh but twitter was fun and then we, you know yeah. but now no one cares so clean out your garage yeah exactly um in one way or another uh but yeah goodreads is great i love it i recommend it to to people anytime i talk about like you know have you read this or whatever? I'm always like, choose Goodreads. And yeah. then people go, oh, wow. You know, and then, uh, and I think most people I've recommended it to that have used it have like liked it and have continued to use it. It sounded really useful to me. To be yeah. I, I mean, I, I really like it. So if, uh, if you read a lot, it's a good way to manage your, your, uh, your books, what you're reading and what you want to. So Goodreads, goodreads.com or Goodreads app. Um, on Android and and iPhone. Um, I can't. I'm picking between two. Uh-huh. One is a type of food, and one is a type of music. Okay. I'm a, okay. Do, we, do you know what? Our last two episodes were so music heavy, so I'm not going to. Ethiopian food. I'd never had it. What? No way. Yeah. I had you it for have the it? first time maybe a month ago. I just had it again the other night. And after I had it, I got angry that no one had fucking told me oh, to go have dude, it. dude. It's so good. What exactly? Dude, where'd you go? Uh, there's a place called Meals by Jeanette Where's on that? Fairfax in that strip in of all the Ethiopian, Ethiopian places. Yeah. It's fucking shockingly good. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's... I was, I literally, because I have a lot of friends who really like food and will talk to me about restaurants they like. Yeah. And when I was like, oh, I had Ethiopian food, they're like, oh, it's great. I was like, why didn't any of you dickheads either take me to Ethiopian food or tell me I should have it, tell me I should li- I would like it? I told you to eat there when you were a vegan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Because I tell people about Ethiopian in two ways. If they're vegans or if they're looking for a date night. I go take a girl to Ethiopian. It's interesting. It's fun. You're eating with your hands. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, it's fun. But this place, Meals by Jeanette, yeah, is tremendous. It's such delicious food. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know how good it is for you or not. I mean, I don't know either. But 
It's. I mean, it can't really be that bad for you. It's no, mostly it, vegetables. It's mostly vegetables. Nothing's fried, really. The spongy bread thing you eat with, yeah. While maybe not terrible for you, is heavy-ish. Yeah, it fills you up pretty yeah. quick. That's what you're. That's what you essentially are eating the most. Yeah. Oh, of. I love Ethiopian food, dude. It's so good. Fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm eating half the time. It's a lot of yeah. things mushed up. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of like colorful looking, like mushy-ish yeah. kind of vegetables. And they have meat. Obviously, there's meat dishes. But it is good as far as if you're a vegan or vegetarian. That's like fun, interesting, flavorful food instead of like getting a side salad at a diner with someone when you're going to eat yeah. there. Like go eat Ethiopian. You'll have a full fucking meal. Yeah. I you love it. You feel like you're eating food. Like I, the thing I, we've gotten both times, there's chicken involved, but like... You could take the chicken is I could do without it so easily. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was so good, dude. Yeah, Nepalese food is pretty good too. Really? It's kind of similar, sort of. Uh-huh. Um, I had it once in San Francisco at some place. Yeah, I mean you can't, you don't really probably run into Nepalese food a lot in a lot of cities, but or I mean Ethiopian is not the most common thing, but like I've seen definitely, I mean if you go to like San Francisco, Chicago, New York, and stuff, the big cities, they'll have Ethiopian food. And so I've been to a couple southern cities where I've seen a couple Ethiopian spots. But if you live somewhere where, you know, it's not like this thing everyone you know has done. Yeah. Try, search it in your city and see if there's like a an area, a part of town where there's Ethiopians. A little Ethiopia. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and try that shit out. Man, it's it worth really it. really bothered me that I'd gone this many years without having it. I should have been eating this like oh, all yeah. through my 20s and 30s. For sure. Fucking waste. Yeah. Um, but what's good now is you know about it, and we have a whole Ethiopian fucking district. Area. I would just like to say I'm specifically the angriest at Leslie Grossman and her husband John. How dare they? They talk to me about food all the time, I mean, and I called John specifically. I was like, "Ethiopian food so good." He's like, "Oh yeah, it's the best, my favorite." And I was like, "God damn it!" Yeah, why <laughs> the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah, it was so good, and I didn't feel that shitty afterwards. And it's like an uh, interesting environment. You feel like you're doing something cultural. Uh-huh, totally. You know, I don't know. It just it tastes different than any other kind of food you've had, yeah. and it's also good. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a bu- Masab is a good one over there. M e s s o b. Right. Uh, that's a good restaurant. And there's another one across the street from it. The name I forget, but I think that's even better. I'll find out and I'll tell you. We went with um, the girls' friends, and they had sampled almost all of them on the strip, and they said that oh, wow. Meals by Jeanette was, like, kind of the freshest. They were, they were like, everything... It kind of takes a long time to get your food because it's... Jeanette is there, and she's, like... Like, literally, the last, when we were there the other night, the waiter was like, um, order right now because five people just walked in, and if you wait until they've ordered, it could be, like, 40 minutes. Oh, Like, wow. it, it's really... It's a very small... It's a small place with a small staff. That is fresh. but yeah the leftovers are great because it comes in this giant platter where the food is on the big like a giant piece of the flatbread stuff and then you they give you separate flatbread to eat it with and then after they're done they pick up the giant piece of flatbread they fold it up and put it in a fucking box fuck yeah they do god damn it yeah ethiopian's awesome i want it right now it's a bit of a drive from here but worth it um yeah, maybe at this... No, not at this time of day. It's probably 20, 20 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it, you can eat it in it. It'd be hard to like go there for lunch. You need two people eating it. Yeah, you can't really eat that alone. I wonder if there's like a smaller version of it 
for one person. They like might a, have that. They must. They have to have some sort of like here's plates instead of yeah. like these shared yeah. shared things. Um yeah, Ethiopian's great. Um so my third one, see I was debating between two as well. I didn't know. Oh fuck it, I could just save the other one. Um I would say which one do I want to fucking do? All right. This is what I'm going to do. Craftcoffee.com. This is a website where you can uh, sign up for a coffee subscription. Oh. So you pick your favorite coffee roasters, the ones that you know about, and the kind of coffees that you like, uh, and they will deliver you coffee every, however, you know, two weeks. Or I think you can, like, pick. Is it cheaper? Uh, I think it might end up being cheaper because they send you smaller amounts, you know? Oh. Um, And you can buy a craft coffee gift for somebody. If, like, you know someone that's into coffee, you can, like, get them that. So you don't have to just buy them one thing. You can go, here's a subscription, and then the person can pick whatever they want, and then they'll have, you know, their coffee, like, delivered to them. Uh, My friend's girlfriend got it for him as a gift. And... He he likes it, and I like I looked through it. There's a lot of good like co- there's like a I mean a ton of coffee roasters from all over the country. I Are mean, they? I mean, is it the kind of thing where like because it's on there, you kind of already know it's reputable? Not really, because it's I mean, craft. This hasn't really been around too long. But what I did was I just looked over, looked through the list of coffee roasters. I mean, like. If Blue Bottle and Verve and Stumptown and like all these like major league Botrus and like all these different I said Stumptown already. Um even like Pete's Sight Glass, which is a big one in, in San Francisco, uh Ruby Coffee. Um let's see, what else? What do you read Pete's What can people what okay. If someone's reading like the the description of a bag of coffee. Uh huh. What are they looking for in the description or the ingredients that would tell them it's going to be good? Well, I mean, there's a lot of different things that'll like be on a bag of coffee. There's like the, a the roaster, which is your primary thing. You you want to know who who the company who roasted it, where they got it, because that that'll tell you a that they get quality beans from somewhere, and they know how to roast them. So if it says Starbucks on it, you're going to be like, it's probably a darker light roast. It's, you know, it's going to taste a certain way. It's going to taste that Starbucks way. Right. But if you go to like, say, Stumptown, because they roast a lot of different coffees and they're like a reputable place. Like you, so A, you already know, you're like, there's a reputable good roaster and they know how to roast whatever bean they're about to sell me. So it's going to taste good. And then you find out what region, because certain regions are known to taste certain ways. So if you get like African coffees, like Kenyans and Ethiopians and stuff like that, they're going to be like lighter or more like fruitier, more floral, kind of almost like on heading towards a tea-like flavor. Uh-huh. So it won't taste like your traditional cup of like dark, chocolatey, nutty, strong diner coffee. Like that would be the opposite end of the spectrum. So if you like coffees like that, you're going to look for those those regions. So like this Panamanian coffees and certain Colombians and like a lot of the African ones are like that, uh, like lighter, fruitier ones. But then if you want the other end, you go like the, a lot of, a lot of Colombian coffees will be darker and heavier, some Honduran ones. And then, and then after that you look at flavor profiles 
there's a lot of other stuff in between that too, like how they were processed and roasted and stuff. Mm-hmm. That all that changes can change flavor profiles. But you want to look at uh, a lot of them will say what it's going to taste like. So that kind of covers it for you. It'll say this flavor profile and it'll describe a bunch of like different fucking like fruits and things like that or um, or, or different flavor notes and stuff, which a lot of it will sound you like, I don't know what hibiscus fucking tastes like. And yeah. it'll say that, but it'll give you enough to where you have a general idea. So. And usually if you're at a place, you just tell someone. They go, like, here's what we have. You go, here's how I like my coffee to taste. And they'll go, okay, well, you want to get this one. Because most people will fucking look. They'll be like, I don't know what coffee from Honduras is going to taste like. Yeah. And I don't know what, like, nutmeg and and all these different things taste like in my mouth when I'm drinking them. Right. So you got to tell them what you want, and they'll steer you in the right direction. And then after that, it's just like, you know, drinking them and going, like, okay, I, I remember this flavor. That's from here. That's like that. You know, bookmark that. So a company like Craft Coffee ends up being good because they send you small amounts of coffee. So it's not like you're gonna have this like one pound bag that's gonna last you a month and a half. They send you small amounts, so you you can make four or five, however many cups, know what it tastes like, and then your next bag comes in of totally different coffee from the same roaster or another. So after a few months, you'll have learned about coffee a little bit you know because you're never doing that in town like i'm gonna go to nine coffee places i mean i do that but like your average person is not going to nine coffee shops in a week and a half and trying all these different things and then taking bags home and making coffee at home and figuring it out that way but this takes all that workout all that driving and all that stuff out, out of the picture it just shows up at your house so my friend who knows next to nothing about coffee got this as a gift and loves it Right. Now he makes coffee every morning before work. He got like an AeroPress. Yeah. Like he's into it because he's waking up and having delicious coffee as opposed to just like a pot of bullshit just to wake him up. So he's all about it. Uh, and I know a couple other people who use it and they love it. Um, so if you want to get into coffee and don't know where to start and you're kind of overwhelmed, uh, this would be the place. Why don't you make an app about the coffee you're drinking like that book app? Where you make a list of what you're drinking and how you feel about it and coffees you want to get to, but so you don't forget about them. Okay. You guys can talk about what you're drinking. All right. I'm being totally serious. I think there's like a probably a news group or something <laughs> like on some coffee website. I there's was trying not to be. make fun of it when you said news group made it sound really nerdy. Yeah, there's got to be something like that hmm. already out there. Because, um, yeah, the problem is I, like, okay – even when I'm at, like, Gelson's and I want to buy a bag of coffee, well, they all say full-bodied and rich or whatever. Right, right. They all make themselves sound super dope. So usually I pick the bag I like the best. Right. Or the Bob Marley one. The Bob Marley <laughs> one. I mean, yeah, I'm places... Like, fuck yeah, Rasta coffee. At places like that, yeah, they're not... They're not getting specific because they didn't specifically roast anything. They just got... Yeah, no. At the supermarket, you're like, this is probably all the same. Yeah, dark, medium, light. That's it. But even just like, you're like, I bet you there's that none of these are any better than any of the rest of them. Maybe yeah. Starbucks tastes the most burnt. Yeah, the, the differences are very minimal. But when you get into like the, the craft coffee roasters, like they put more thought and care into it. So they're going to get more flavors. And I always liken it to wine. It's like if you get 
cheap, shitty liquor store wine versus if you go to a fucking winery or a really nice restaurant with a great wine list. Yeah. You're going to go from just like red and white to like a spectrum of flavors within the reds. That's what I mean. Like if you go to like a good wine, like there's a nice wine store in Atwater, yeah. 55 degrees or whatever. Right. I just assume basically everything in the store is going to be good because it's that's what they do there. Yeah. So in a weird way, you kind of aren't going to make a mistake. That's what I would want from like a place like this where like they're like no no we kind of just have stuff that's decent so you're not going to hate any of it yeah we're not going to send you a bag of dunkin donuts coffee right yeah you know what i realized the other day i got like probably a decent cup of coffee from dinosaur uh i think i've been drinking what you would describe as shitty coffee for so long that good coffee doesn't taste good to me what do you mean it like i didn't like it i wasn't like oh this is better whereas Uh in the thinking i think i've gotten so used to the thing i get at Starbucks that like now when I taste I was like it was like too rich in a weird way that's <laughs> was, weird I was just like meh that's where I got this coffee I have right now dinosaur and every sip tastes I like, like those, heaven I like those fucking pins they have which ones the one you have one I don't know what it's called the 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 contain it's like a coffee it's not you know poor but it's shaped like a a, a hourglass you have that pen oh the Chemex thing yeah I don't oh, know yeah, what yeah, are yeah. those called they're what do you mean? The it's that, a single pour. What is that a pour over? No, that that thing that looks like an hourglass is yeah. called a Chemex. It's but Chemex isn't Chemex just the the company that makes the. Well, they call them that that thing a Chemex, oh, but okay. it is a pour. You do it pour over okay. style. Okay, okay, but that's what yeah. Um, that pin is great. Yeah, they're made by a company called I think it's the Maven who makes them, but they just okay. sell them there. I um, bought the best pin. I'm buying about the best pin I've ever bought. Which one? It is a pin commemorating the photograph of John Goodman wearing that black flag T-shirt. Have you ever seen that photo? I don't know if Google I Google John Goodman black flag T-shirt. There is a fucking pin of him wearing a well, shirt? Well, because in the 80s at some point, John <laughs> Goodman just had a black flag T-shirt for whatever reason, and he wore it. Because he's fucking cool? Yeah, he's John cool Goodman as shit. He's John Goodman. He's one of the greatest actors ever. Yeah, and so it's a photo you see. Oh, that's on, a great picture. You see that photo on Tumblr and just on like art sites, and I see it online and on Instagram all <laughs> the time, constantly. He's holding boxes. He has a gray black flag T shirt on. Yeah, and someone just made a pin of that photo. That's cool, <laughs> dude. When I went to Death Valley, I got four Death Valley pins. Nice, and they're fucking enamel ones. Cool. Yeah, dude, they have hey. cool. Death Valley pins. I would imagine. Dude, they're really good. Um, I'll take a picture of when I get home. I'll, okay. I'll text it to you. Uh, dude, yeah, they're great. I was like, oh, I wonder if they'll have Death Valley pins at the gift shop. And there were like 10 different ones. Yeah. Their pin game over there is great. Death Valley's fucking knocking it out of the park. I've noticed some people doing the Death Valley flower thing on Instagram. It's, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved it. I wonder if Death Valley's gonna could become a... Not like a Palm Springs, but if someone put a nice thing there. It's hard to put a nice thing there because... It is routinely the hottest place in the world. It is, yeah. <laughs> but Palm Springs is hot as fuck. But not as hot as Death Valley. When Death Valley hits 120, Palm Springs is like, what, 110? No. It doesn't get to 110 that often in Palm Springs. No, but yeah, Death Valley... But Death Valley is always that hotter. Uh, hotter. Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> needles. You ever been to Needles? I've driven through it. <laughs> Didn't care for it too much. Neil's is fucked up. Um, we used to, my family, we used to go on vacation in Mojave. 
Yeah. Mojave's cool. Mojave Preserve is really Ride cool. Ride dirt bikes. I like it there. I wish I had a dirt bike. That sounds fun. Sounds dangerous. Like a just a little like a I, we used to ride dirt bikes when I was a kid and man, it was fun as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did it. We did. Those are those are a few of our favorite things. Yeah. Um, that John Goodman picture is so cool. Well, you could have a pin of it. The pin's tiny too. It's like an inch. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, all right, that does it. Uh, hopefully some of these things, uh, appeal to you guys. And if you start using them or have, uh, let us know how you feel. We'll see you next week.